0: Hey everyone, welcome to Life Unplugged podcast. This is James and Terry Kraft coming to you from sunny Southern California. Are you looking for an opportunity to join the discussion with two people who have traveled the real and vulnerable road of marriage recovery, ministry, family life, and leadership?
1: Well, we invite you to journey with us through each episode to a discovery of what it means to live a faith-filled life in an honest, authentic, and unhindered way. So we encourage you. To set aside life's distractions and stresses and get comfortable with us as we discuss Life Unplugged.
0: Hi everyone, this is James and Terry Craft here at the Live Life Unplugged podcast and we are thankful to be back and, and we have uh, some special guests today with us.
1: That's right, we are so excited. We have Tommy and Timolin Whiteman with us and they are amazing. They're an amazing couple and uh, we're in the um, the middle of our series on living free, and uh, they have a great story. They're they just have a wonderful family, and um, they're going to tell us more about themselves and um, living in Texas right now. And Ooh. Right? Where it's freezing right cold, now it's freezing yeah smokes. give it a couple months right and then yeah. it's real warm and nice and hot they uh, they are founders of um, a couple of ministries redemptive sports and uh, the former way and both of them just have such a heart and uh, not only to personally walk in freedom um, but also to lead others so we are so excited to have them here today and we are, you know, we we're just excited too just to to continue to talk about what it's like to live free. I know that James and I have um talked a lot about our story and we've had some guests come on and and you know, it, James, what is it like to live free for you? I mean, I know there's a, that's a huge broad.
0: Oh, it's huge. You know, I think that's for a lot of people uh, you know, I know for so many years uh, I would carry uh, a mask on my face, of saying, "Hey, on the ins uh, behind the mask, it was a mess." You know, and then the mask I would just wear to protect myself. It's so freeing not to have to wear a mask. It, it, you know, you see what you, what you see is what you get, and that is the best, mm-hmm. the best place to be. So that one in our marriage, we have intimacy in a way that you, what you see is what you get. And sometimes that can be good and bad, right? Because what oh, you yeah, see is what you get. There's
1: some <laughs> challenges there sometimes. <laughs> because
0: you got to deal with the challenges, and so, but no, it's so it's so good to be free mm-hmm. from that. You know, even the you know, addictions that I had to work through, and then and even just the facade. You know, because there is such a, a conflict in me because I would say one thing, and then I would turn around and do another. And I was in deep conflict with that, yeah. because I really wanted to do what, what was right. Mm-hmm. You know, like Apostle Paul says, you know, why do I do the things I don't want to do? And I was in constant conflict with that. Yeah. And so it just ate me from the inside out.
1: Yeah, and I agree. And living free extends to those of us who maybe aren't dealing with an actual addiction or some behavior pattern. Gosh, I mean, for me, living free means I'm 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 happy with who I am. I mm-hmm. feel strong in my identity, yep. and and I have great boundaries, um, and just love life. That's right. So so anyway, we are going to to just start just right Jump into it. Jump on in, yes. So,
0: welcome, Tommy and Timulen. It's so good to have you guys here from our. That's like our second home, Texas. You know, so uh, every, we're we're gonna get there sooner or later. Okay.
2: Thank you guys for having us. We're so excited to be here. Super super grateful for you guys to give us the opportunity to tell all that the Lord has done for sure awesome now you guys
0: you don't just have a family you have a tribe you know so (laughs) tell us about your tribe that
3: you guys have you have a lot of kids yeah, we got six. six.
2: <laughs> we do. We we you know people are like, oh, did you mean to have six kids? We're like, well, you know, four seemed like a lot when we had four, and yeah. then we had two more. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> yeah, you know, we do. We definitely enjoy having um, a full house. We've yeah. got we have um, two girls and four boys, and they're all spread out from thirteen, a teenager, all the way down to our baby just turned three yesterday. Oh, so that yeah, is so they, cool. Yes, yeah, so we have a. Full house for sure. That is cool. You know,
0: I was told one time is when you have one child, it's like you got two on one, no problem. Two children, you got to kind of move to like a man to man defense, but three on, it's like you just got to go to zone defense, you know, and just be able to deal with it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Delegate, delegate. Just give the people leadership. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we would love for our listeners to hear a little bit about your story um, and, and kind of, you know, what brought you to this, to this moment in time, you guys obviously have such a heart to help others and you're doing a lot of great things. You have major vision, love it, uh, even to, uh, to, to do lots of fun things there in, in Texas, but tell us about your story. Yeah. Well, you uh, want to start,
3: babe? Sure. Okay. So, I mean, I would agree with a lot of the stuff that you guys started out with, you know, what the, especially in the Bible belt here, it's so prevalent around here of you got to put on this facade of you know i'm born in the bible belt so i'm automatically a christian per se when i come out of the womb you know and i'm saved and i'm perfect and i'm you know living the behind the white picket fence and life's beautiful and we don't have any issues to worry about here so and so growing up that way um and you combine sports with that for my background um as you kind of talked about james just the the pride man the pride was my key factor in, in running my whole life and controlling my whole life and and so as I got older, you know, and, and got better at sports, um, people treat you different, mm-hmm. um, so they, you know, they're they're more accommodating, people don't tell you no, they, li- you know, you pretty much live on a pedestal, the better you get um, in, in sports around here, especially, I'm sure that's anywhere, but I'm sure California is the same, and so you just get this false sense of identity like you were talking about also of man i guess i am pretty special um my life is, is revolving around sport whatever it is could be a ceo or whatever you know yeah. and when my when, when my life revolves around that and i put all my identity and my hope and my joy and my pride and that stuff um you know ultimately it's gonna it's gonna fail at one point in your life you know it's not gonna sustain forever yeah and so with me before christ um it, it was just like you described, you know, I was miserable on the inside. I didn't know Jesus. Um, I was miserable on the inside, but still had to go out and perform every single day. Um, and I just keep doing the same thing over and over again. I hated what I did. I hated what I become. I had no clue how to even get out of it. Yeah. Cause I didn't have Jesus, you know, in the sports world, there's, there's not a lot of true believers in, in sports. You know, they, there's a lot of talk, like you say, you know, people show up for Bible studies, chapel, this and that, but, as soon as they leave there the rest of the week, you know, it's full bore parties, party party lifestyle. Yeah. And so, you know, just being in an environment and and living it on your own. It's like, you have no, you have no drive or or anybody leading you towards a different path. Yeah. (laughs) Tell me what
0: kind of, tell tell us us a little bit about your sports background so people can identify with that. What did you do and what, where did you play?
3: So growing up, uh, played all the sports um, I was I was the athlete I played football baseball basketball wrestling soccer you know you name it, I played them all whatever season it was and so um, by the time I got to junior high it was just wrestling and baseball um, by the time my, my high school was 10 11 12 and so um, my ninth year uh, was my last year of wrestling because by the, that was when I was turned 15 and by then I was baseball was pretty much my that was my goal. I knew that was the path I wanted to, to lead on to. And so um, getting into high school, you know, I, I grew up in a big sports town as well. Yeah. Um, and so there was tremendous athletes, you know, football, baseball, all the major sports. We had people going to big division one and professional. And so that's kind of how I got looked at as a, as a sophomore playing. You know, they're there looking at seniors and um, so that was my kind of first taste of, hey, people are kind of interested in my game, you know, and so I'm going to continue working, 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 you know, um, full of my, starting to become full of myself, you know, and, and, and the pride and the, and the performance that I'm putting on the field and people noticing that, and it, you know, feels good, you know, and, and so junior year, senior year, get better and better and and by, you know, senior year, I'm the one they were looking at. They come to the games that, you know, for, for the scouts and college coaches. And um, then it's, you know, every step you, you become closer and closer. That, that entitlement, that narcissism, that pride just keeps taking steps further and further up the ladder when yeah. there's zero Jesus in your life. You have nothing to balance. Yeah, And so get drafted out of high school, um, by the Phillies. Um, but I go to university of Oklahoma instead for two years. And so now I'm at a big school, big division one school, you know, baseball is a major sport. It's not football for, for OU, but it's, you know, it's still a major sport and you're catered to just just like any other athlete there. And so there again, it just keeps taking bigger, bigger steps, Mm. you know, full of myself, full of my own kingdom. Um, and so by the time my sophomore year came I, I was like all right um, I was I was going to school at Oklahoma just for baseball you know I wasn't there for school yes. I, I was there for, for a job at that yeah. time for me time um, I hit my sophomore year and I was draft eligible I was like I'm right here but if the, if the time's right I'm ready to move on and so got drafted uh, in the sixth round by the Houston Astros at a, at a my sophomore year at Oklahoma um, and then I went to play professional. That's that next or that summer. Okay. Uh, and so then I'm out on my own. You know, then it's then it's professional. I'm, yeah. I'm, the, I'm in the real deal now. And you know, I'm off on of my own. You know, kind of the rebellious attitude that's kind of kicking in because I don't have family. I don't have any accountability around me by now.
0: Yeah. Wow, man. How how long ago was that? How long ago did you play? That was 2000. 2000. <laughs> that was two. Yeah. yeah, don't you love that? It's like that. You had some. So you've had time in between then and now that a lot of story has taken place in your lives. Yeah. And so, Timlin, can you explain from that point on and how you guys kind of got to this place where you are today?
2: Yeah. Well, um, I was. I, we were both like, ironically, we were both actually raised in Oklahoma but we were, we're about five years apart. So we didn't really cross paths. I was from like a tiny town. He was from the city. Um, so um, I was raised different than him though. I mean, my family did have me in church all the time. You know, I was at every super summer, false creek, you name it. I was there, you know, <laughs> that was the way I was raised. Um, but, um, and this is my own level of, you know, chasing my own flesh was that, um, you know, I um, kind of got a taste of, um, of being, uh, you know, looked at in a, oh, she's, she's a good looking girl, you know? And so like, as he, you know, got that taste of, oh, they like my, my performance. I was like, oh, the way they, they like the way that I look. And if I dress a certain way, I get more of that attention. And so as a young girl, you know, I picked up on that, even though I knew, you know, like, you know, the Lord, um, I really liked what the world had to offer me Mm -hmm. more. And so I was willing to sacrifice, you know, pleasing the savior, you know, with my modesty, I was willing to trade that in for the attention that I got from the world. And I just really didn't think, even so I, you know, I went to a Christian university and really the whole time, you know, I just really didn't think that the Lord could offer me what the world could offer me. Um, and so that's really, you know, so Tommy, I, I was just finishing high school when he was just starting his professional career. So we, um, you know, he was off, he played, um, you know, some minor league ball, very like high prospect. I mean, he was the future of the, his organization. Um, at that point in time. Um, I graduated from college uh, a little early. So by the time that I graduated, I just randomly, um, you know, it, kind of that summer, um, we crossed paths at a minor league game down here in Texas, actually. Um, and so at that point in time, you know, my my outlook, especially then, I was just newly graduated, I was coming down here to work and, um, and I had, you know, just really loved like you know i would spend a sunday at church very much like the world had just taught me to do you know spend sunday at church and then do um, and you live life however you want to you know throughout the week and so as i met um tommy really i was you know, I, I was willing to, to dress the part to, to get the role, if, if that makes yeah. sense. And so, you know, uh, we did. You know, I mean, we, we met. Um, it, was a, it was a pretty quick whirlwind romance, I would say, for us at that point in time. We were, I always say we were madly in lust because that was exactly what we were you know we were just these two um young kids who really just wanted to please our flesh and so um when I moved down to Texas um which this goes really excellently hand in hand for that modesty that I was talking to you about I went and I um I auditioned or tried out for one of the local professional sports teams so um in that regard you know flaunting my body you know that was what you're doing deal- mean, that's what you're doing I mean ultimately I mean like whether you're dancing or you- you're, you know, doing marketing. You're doing it in a sweater and long skirt. You know, I mean, like you are definitely doing it in a in a position to show off what you know what your body looks like. And so, you know, to the world's eyes, when we met, I mean, we were um, everything that everyone around us admired. You know, I mean, he's a professional baseball player. Um, I'm, you know, dancing and doing things for image for the Dallas Stars. And so, we to the world's eyes, man, we've got everything that anybody could want. So, um, we met each other around this time and then Tommy can tell you a little more about where his heart was at baseball during that time. But as, as we met, um, you know, we just, we just kind of ran the fun circle, the wild, wild life that we were living, living it up. Um, and then we got married. He, um, he got picked up by another team. He was with Astros, got picked up by Colorado. So we ended up out in Colorado Springs for their AAA team that summer. Um, we eloped that summer, um, our wedding wasn't until November of the next year, but by the time that we got back, so we we had looked that summer, we got back to Texas, um, and I went back to work, and um, we got pregnant with our first daughter um, pretty much pretty quickly um, whenever that he got home from baseball. So I was, um, we went through our full ceremony, you know, all the things, and life just started kind of rocking and rolling, and um, I, um, as I got pregnant, you know how it does a mama's heart, it can really calm a mom down, you know, to have a baby growing in your womb. And, you know, suddenly I was really willing and ready to go back to my roots. You know, I mean, I really was like, OK, well, you know, that church lifestyle I grew up in, I'm I'm really ready to go back to that way. that's how I would rather raise my kids. Um, and for him, and that's really when our great divide really would, I would say, started because um, it wasn't as easy for him to walk away from this. Like he didn't choose, you know, to walk. he wasn't like, you know, it wasn't taming him to be you know in that position like he wasn't choosing to trade in what we had been doing all this time you know like the way that we have lived um to really kind of like settle in for this jesus you know yeah. this religion that he really didn't have a relationship with in the first place so that's really when our relationship started to to separate and really started to sour was because i was kind of willing to throw everything out the door and he was then it had to become a secret for him okay. so his life then you know now now we're on two different planets really yeah. we've gone we've gone really to different ways at that point in time, but I'll let Tommy kind of pick up yeah, at that point great. where his heart, like, his heart was with baseball. Yeah. And
3: so, Towards the end of my career, like I, like she said, I mean, I was, every year I got better. I was on top 10 prospects of the organization for a few years on the 40-man roster, you know, just right there at the I mean, one phone call away, you know, in AAA. and, yeah. and 2004 was probably my best year, and um, I'm on AAA. I break my thumb in July. Um, and then the big league shortstop broke his wrist two weeks later. And so just, that was that was probably kind of the big defeating point, kind of turning point. And then after that, um, uh, I show up the next year out of nowhere. And this is kind of where the Lord comes into my story. Yeah. Like I was telling you, I was miserable in my own skin, didn't know what to do. Yeah. Um, and then I show up in spring training the next year after – being right there, have my best year that year, and show up spring training, I just hate baseball out of nowhere. Mm. So um, fight through it, just miserable, you know, because it's not a fun sport to, to play if you're if you're not dying to be out there because yeah. there's just too much failure. And, and so um, p- finished that year, uh, that's the year I met Timlin, um, and then went back to – the I was there for six years with, with Houston, and then I signed with Colorado that next year um same thing uh just miserable didn't really want to play um so finished that year out and I was like I'm done I can't I can't do this anymore didn't know what I wanted to do but I didn't want to do that yeah. and so just took a whole year off of doing nothing but just diving into sin yeah. you know you know when I get out of baseball now the now the world's not not lifting me up anymore you know out of sight out of mind and I'm I'm irrelevant now you know no no degree no anything you know now so that's when i really started divulging in alcohol drugs pornography affair you know that that's that's the very darkest point of my life and, and yeah. seeing, seeing where you can go without without christ in your life and that's why you know just part of i don't know, kind of shooting again a little bit but part of my ministry that i want to also do is like professional athletes on the back end coming out of sports, you know, just because I've been in that mentality of when, when your identity is not there anymore, as we talked about, like, who are you, you know? Yeah, and like I, like I tell the kids that I mentor now, I say, even if you're great, you're only going to play to your 30s. If that's if you're great, you know, and then, then who are you? Who, what are you going to be after that if you don't have Christ, you know? And so that's where we try to start filtering that. Um, but anyway, back on. And so just – Series and series of bad choices, bad decisions, you know. only thing I'm concerned about is myself and, and just totally escaping reality and, and not caring anything about Timlin or, or, or my newborn daughter. Or, you know, just whatever I can do every single day to escape, that's what I was doing until the Lord was like, I've had enough. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to throw you down. I've given you plenty of chances. Now I'm going to throw you down and, and, and make you look up to me, which... Part of, my, part of my testimony, that's like what I'm super grateful for. Instead of him saying, all right, you want the world, you got it. Yeah. You know, I never knew you. Like, he loved me enough to say, all right, I'm three down. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, Tony, yeah. it's so good to hear you say Because, you know, sometimes people will just, they fear that being that low place of life, you know, where you come to the end of yourself. Um, but you have to come to the end of yourself. Before you fully let go and let somebody else take over, you know, mm-hmm. um, and if you have any kind of pride, like you and I are talking about, uh, it's one of those things where it's like, you got to come to the end of yourself, you know, um, and, yep. so, and then finally let in, you know, and say, like, God, all right, you got it. I, I'm going to let go here. And so that's amazing. When did that happen? When did you, uh, finally come to that place? Mm-hmm.
2: Um, well, I'll, I can say, pick up from, so we, and then he can kind of pick up on where that hit for him. So, you know, we were, we had a miserable marriage at that point I and mean, we had a one-year-old or not a one-year-old. We had like a six month old. Um, and we were just absolutely miserable. I mean, like I, I was going to work every day, you know, I had made, I, I mean, I really was the only reason he went to go play that year at Colorado was because I was like, no, 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 no. I married a ball player. Like, that's what we're doing. Like, this is what we're doing. So. But he went and played that year, and, you know, it was miserable for him. I knew he was miserable. When he finished that year, he had offers, like numerous offers still to come back and play. And in his own pride, he was like, ain't happening. Like, I'm not doing it. Mm -hmm. And so, and I was like, at this point, I had watched him live. Like, I knew he was not, I mean, he wasn't going to give any of himself to this if I was, you know, making him go. So, I was like, I'm not going to make him go. You know, I'm not going to make him do it this year. And so, that's when he stayed home, and he started taking – some classes, you know, I mean, just like, you know, just to feel like he was doing something. But ultimately, you know, I mean, I'm going to work and he's staying home all day long um, to go into classes sometimes. But then, you know, at nighttime, you know, like he was, he was really like, I mean, he would be up all hours and be on the computer all hours. Like I'd wake up and he would be gone, you know, many, many nights. I mean, I knew that things weren't right. Like I knew stuff was going on. I was so miserable with him. You know, I mean, I I just praise the Lord at one point in time I'm like shout out to Matt Chandler at the Village Church. We live close by that church and so we out of nowhere two or three people even from out of town had said, "Oh, you guys live in the Fort Worth Dallas Fort Worth area. Do you guys go to the Village?" and all we were like, "No, we don't have any idea." You know, and I thought, well, "We this is the second time we've heard this. Like, we need to check it out." And so, you know, it was like the most like like we went, I think Easter, you know, it was like when you're, supposed <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when everybody you know, goes, like, right, we popped in on Easter, you know, and I remember I can remember we I think we got turned away from one service because it was back at their original campus when you know, like, you couldn't just come in late, like we were used to like, you had to be early or there were no seats left. Yeah. And, so you know, we popped in there and the Lord just was so sweet. He really planted us there. For me, I mean, like, especially because he was like, yeah, it's about to get ugly. You're going to need a real soft place to land. You know, so for Mm -hmm. us, um, we kind of got, we kind of got just, just even just heard the name of this place, you know, just even knew that that place existed. And then, um, I, there was a sermon that Matt had preached around that time. And it was, you know, just about, um, you got to stop worrying about everything else. Like it's got to just be me and you. And so for me, I mean, here I was, I was like trying to do the right thing, you know, trying to turn us around, trying to get us on this right path. And, um, and I remember one night I hated going to bed without him. I hated that, you know, knowing that, that things weren't right at night, but I remember sitting there, this was probably just, you know, weeks before it went really ugly. And I just felt the like, oh, I was like, Lord where you can have them, you know, I was like, it's just me and you, like, I just, I have to focus on only me and you, and you can have them, and I remember going to bed that night for the first time, just at peace, you know, like, that it, I just, it was just me and Jesus, and so, um, that night, you know, was, a, that would be one of those milestone points for me, as you know, I went to bed that night, um, and then a few, you know, not, not a few weeks later, you know, we kind of, we got into, um, uh, a, a situation, he had, he left, he was going somewhere, um, and we knew it was like a study, something he had said, some along those lines and so my daughter and I were just there and um, you know it was one of those nights you know all those nights on the computer um, had um, you know being online for out talking to all these random people you know that's where the affair had come from and then um, and eventually one of those people um, ended up being an undercover police officer and so you can imagine um, all the details of of how that went down, um, it was exactly as ugly and as devastating um, as you can imagine. Um, and, and so, I'll let him pick up right there to kind of tell that night, and yeah. then I'll kind of give you guys my response yeah, to that. Great. So,
1: yeah.
3: So, so for me, like like I said, that's kind of when the Lord threw me down and was like, you know, enough's enough, because I, I knew myself, you know, I I, I would have never changed in my life if if he, if he, if, he, if I would have made it and had the money and the fame, I would have never changed my life. For sure, you know, so it took his power and his love to say enough's enough. And so I remember sitting there, um, just remember sitting on the curb and I was like, "Ah, all right, now's the first time I can take a a breath in my life. Kind of like you said, like you you got that weight of the world on your shoulders when you're trying to cover up so much stuff and, and dirty in your life, you know, and not let the real person come out like just it's so weight bearing on your shoulders and i just remember him sitting there this is like i said zero life with, with christ zero relationship and i just remember him saying all right are you ready now you know and so i, I knew right away i was like all right i'm, I'm, I'm ready you know because like my my mind my, my athlete mind was like i know how to work you know yeah. and so i i didn't start didn't know what to do but i knew like this is the way i was supposed to go you yeah. know so I go back home to. Uh, obviously, we split up very quick. Um, I go home within a, a week or so, and then uh, one of my dad's very good friends ran a recovery ministry at the church that they went to there, and so he just took me under his wing and, and totally transformed my life. You know, he was the he was from a, a wrestling athletic background, so it was like it was the person that I needed. It was like, you ain't gonna sulk. You yeah. know, you're not so sorry for yourself. You're going to get up, and, and we're going to do we're going to do this work. You know, yeah. mm. and so it just every day, just started yeah. diving into to more and more and more reading and listening to podcasts, music, whatever I could. There was plenty of weeks I just had to have something playing in my ear just to drown out, mm. drown out Satan's lies of like, just give up, man, yeah. just give up. Yeah, you know, just you know, yeah. And so I just had. To Constantly keep that going on, and then and then just slowly started strengthening my heart, our relationship, you know, growing with Christ, and um, put my vision towards Timlin on a different path. Even you know, like as as an actual world person, and not a not an object that it was before. You know, yeah. right? So it
1: sounds a different, a
3: different love. You know, yeah. It
1: sounds like a a full transformational moment in time where you were literally going on on one pathway, and it you know the disruption just got you focused enough on what was really important, you know, but at the same time having to go through that, that journey. And, and, and I think, you know, we work with a lot of people too. And it's like sometimes that like mid journey when it's like, you're, you've, you've got the, you've got the right information, you, you know what you're doing, you know, it's the right thing, but, but hanging in there and, you know, working through that just reprogramming part is really hard. So Obviously we're sitting here with you guys and, and your family, your beautiful family. Yeah. So so what what can you guys bring us to that point of, you know, so what what brought you guys back together and brought that journey forward?
2: Yeah, well, so while he – when he went back, so I, I literally – I mean, we were divorced within months. I mean, I was, like, paperwork was done. Like, I mean, we, I was – like, I had his bags packed at the front door whenever that he, you know, like, came to, there to get them. So, I mean, we were separated immediately. I mean, I, as far as I was concerned, like – we were finished, like we were completely done, um, and so he he went up back up back home, um, and so you know we had a daughter, you know now at this point, and so we you know we're gonna have to figure out that that whole situation, and we were having to, you know, like co-parent and, you know, meet, you know, drop her off for the weekends. But I was, I was out. Like, I mean, I was completely like, there was no possibility. I, I really didn't care what he was doing in a, you know, like in his recovery, I was like, good for you. Yeah. Yeah. I hope you get yourself together. Yeah. I mean, like I was like, I didn't want to hear it. I really didn't. I was completely over it. As a matter of fact, it was super sweet of the Lord. You can see the the Lord's hand in my work too. So I had um, not done the um, the Dallas Stars for a season when I had my daughter, and I and I thought it would be very, really wise for me to go back into that world after we divorced, which was not wise. But I went ahead and went back that next season. So while he, you know, was up there and the Lord was really meeting him where he was. Um, I back into that world, I mean, ultimately, just, you know, I'm, I've got to find a new father for my daughter. I mean, like, mm-hmm. I've got to, like, you know, move on with my life, and, you know, just foolishly, like, thinking that that would be a good place to do so, you know, I mean, yeah. just, just but I was, you know, my own, my own self esteem, you know, my own um, insecurities, and just like, I, like you know, I've got to make this right. You know, what I mean, like I have to go and, and make a, a new life for us. And um, thankfully, like I had mentioned, we had just like, gotten lined up with that church, and so I had at least a place to look up right. if they had any help, you know, any care for me, you know, any anything. Because as much as I was like, I got to move on, I got to be strong, and just keep stepping, just got to keep stepping. Yeah. Um, cool. I also was. You know, like in in the heat of the night, I'm like... You know, it's like a death. Yeah. You know, I mean, like it's ultimately like yeah. one day I had. I mean, it's like you know, people you know call being widowed, and um and I I absolutely. I mean, almost there were many days when I felt like it would have been easier um if he had died. Yeah. Like you know, what I mean, that's when that when that night when I was you know waiting to find out where he was, why he wasn't calling me back. You know, what I mean, it, it like that was it really felt like it because nothing I could do could bring back what I had had. Yeah. You know, what I mean, like there was nothing to do. Like I remember, like just wanting him to just be outside mowing the grass you know i just wanted to come like this is all just a bad dream he's just going to come back inside you know i just want it and it wasn't that way so in the middle of me like you know trying to foolishly take my own steps um thankfully you know like that i reached out to the village and actually um i mean these people are like the we always say that jesus what they are sent from heaven for sure but lee and andrea lewis lee lewis at the time was in charge of their kind of grief recovery ministry stuff and so um he actually scooped me up and handed me over to his wife, Andrea, and they actually do, they, they run around the country starting redempt, redemption ministries, mm-hmm. recovery ministries, even still to this day, but um, she's kind of a, like, she, she does a lot of that, like, scooping up women like me, you know, single, finding herself as a single mom, just kind of going for us underdogs and scooping us up and really pouring into us, so she, every Monday night, her and I, she would just sit down with me, pour into me, you know, all my fears, all my concerns, just pour Jesus all over my story. And then I would go back and work and go to work that week, go to work for the stars, then come back on Monday every morning with all my shame, all of my the stories from the weekend, you know, and she would just lovingly pour Jesus back all over me. So long story short, at the end of all of that, you know, like it's, it was a year, it was probably a good year of me really chasing, like kind of on this path of like one foot towards Jesus. like Are you going to trust me? And no, I've got to, you know, still run after the world. They yeah. can still offer me more fun. He's there chasing fully Jesus. And then for us at the end of that year, um, you know, it was the end of my season. And I just knew the Lord said, he was like very similar to Tommy's moment. There was like, um, are are you going to give it all to me now? Like, do you trust me? Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, Lord, I trust you. Like, I will give you, I will give it all to you now. Like, I will, I will lay everything out for you now. But I was like, I'll only date men that go to the church. Like, I won't date any athletes. Like, I promise you, Lord. I was like, it's just don't let it mean that I have to reconcile with my husband. Like, that was mm-hmm. literally my prayer to the Lord. Was like, just don't let it mean this because you know he's still pursuing me. He's still like, hey, can I? Pray pray with you on the phone like can i just you know just send me scriptures and of course it's just falling on deaf ears i just have no desire to hear any of these words from him um but at that moment you know i was like i knew even when i prayed that it wouldn't mean reconciliation with my ex-husband um that it did you know i mean i I was like lord (laughs) i know i know what you're gonna ask me to do i know what you are and so um it's funny because around the same time tommy can tell you he was really having a hard time trusting the lord with me you know because i here he was like i'm doing all the right things like look me and jesus are like best friends now you know and i and i'm running hard away so you know all the things he was hoping in for me so really around that same time tommy um had to surrender like the last thing that he hadn't surrendered um and i'm kind of telling your story but was 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 me um and so around the same time that he surrendered me i surrendered the lord i surrendered my life like i'll give it all to you lord and it was not our t- timing at all like we hadn't yeah. even talked we weren't really taught. Like, you know he surrendered me and i told jesus i'd do whatever he took um and then all of a sudden you know, here our like whenever we were having these conversations about our daughter when we were crossing paths you know it just became you know like there was more of a willingness in my heart to hear, you know, my heart was softer to that. Um, and he just he thought he had just given me over to the Lord. And like, I mean, it was almost it was almost right away that I was all of a sudden softer to hear. He, he literally called it like a miracle in front of his own eyes, wow. you know, that I, that, that tiny. Lord's answer to prayer and I was none the wiser I had no idea he had prayed that prayer you know I mean I had no idea and so um we started you know really starting that that second year around we really started pursuing the Lord together and trying you know to look and see what it would look like and and mind you know um his sin in this regard you know I mean did not come without worldly consequence I mean we still didn't know we didn't know what the worldly consequences he was going to face even at that point in time and so there was a lot of like you know the, the world around us wasn't saying this is great yes you should reconcile with him most people that were in my life were like this is a terrible idea and so that's another caveat to our story for me to to say the world is i mean i want i one of my girlfriends actually sweet girl made me a t-shirt recently because i would always say this in my testimony i wanted to wear a t-shirt that said um the world calls me crazy god calls me obedient and she made it for me so i could actually have it because (laughs) that is that was what I felt like, yeah. you know, the whole time was like, oh my gosh, everybody thinks that this is insane for me, um, and, you know, we just knew, the Lord was just so clear, like, I mean, every, like, we'd sit down for a sermon, and it was like the Lord was speaking directly, like, you know, we yeah. just, we knew that the Lord was saying, this is what's next, and so, man, we just, not, not without, um like I always say, it wasn't, like, without consequence, yeah. I mean, we had, walk I and mean, I, I always in my the former way you know I say I, I wish I could say that the Lord delivered us from all the consequences and we walked through the rainbow sky and it was beautiful from that point on if that that wasn't the truth you know I mean we walked some in some wilderness you know yeah. I mean, we, we, yeah. we walked in some wilderness but but we did not walk in wilderness alone yeah. and I think that that you know, Jesus, He he didn't promise that we wouldn't walk through that wilderness. He just said that um, he would walk in uh, with us. And so here, you know, we walked this path where, you know, everyone around us is skeptical. You know what I mean? We walked it. So that was, um, we reconciled um, in 2010 was the year that we uh, remarried. Um, And so um, at that point in 2010, um, until, you know, right here we are set 2021. What? And um, just on the other of, of that, and now you know. I mean, our hearts all along the way, um, you know, have always. We knew. That this is an ugly story, and really, truthfully, it would be a lot easier for us to brush this underneath the rug and say, "Nope, didn't happen." Yep, we are happily married. You don't, you need know, to know anything else. And yeah. um, we've always known that that would never be the story for us. So the Lord would never let us do that. So, you know, I mean, as we got as we've gotten farther away, because I, you know, this was all back in two thousand seven, mm-hmm. you know, two thousand eight we've gotten farther away from it you know and you're like you know it's you, the lord's kind in that way to yep. kind of let you have a little buffer a little time from from your story but you know every time that he's asked us to tell or to speak um man we just we can't not we're yeah. not always excited about it you know but we can't not and so um i always say you know there will be somebody some women some some couple in our lives that we meet they're totally fine everything's fine and the Lord will prompt me to, or Tommy, to share our testimony, yeah. and it won't be, you know, like, months later that those people find their marriage on fire, and they come right to us, you know, what yeah. I mean, because they know a safe spot, and so we know that that right. has been, like, you know, it's just been the Lord's, like, the, there's just sweet grace to give us these opportunities, um, and that's why our heart really is, you know, for me, my ministry called The Former Way is so important to me, because, you know, I mean, I I lived that way, yeah. you know, if I, I wanted walk that way for so long and i knew jesus it was i didn't have the excuse to say i didn't know him like i knew him and yeah. you know? i mean like i love the Lord. i just love myself and my flesh more and i just wasn't surrendered i mean i believed if i died i would go to heaven you know but i definitely didn't feel like you know that i would be in a place where that i had a like a surrendered relationship so you know for him for sports is so is so critical because he wants to pour back into these athletes yeah. and for Amazing, me yeah. i want these women you know to right. know you know, like you can surrender your life, you know. You can live your whole life partially surrendered, or your whole life, but yeah. but yeah. For, him, for him, the other side of it as well.
1: Yeah, but that's really good because you know I like what you guys are talking about. Is really, you know, we we have this these raw elements. Mm-hmm. You know, you guys have given us you know this 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 great depiction of your raw elements, and you're really helping helping our listeners understand that you know we all have stories, and they all come with different you know images and you know tragedies and and you know we come with a backstory and and yet you know when we truly do surrender our lives like you said Tommy and and as well you Timolin, it's like when we get to that point where we 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 really walk it forward and, and we even if we don't know the outcome that that something can come from that and and I've got to believe that you know if if it wasn't that you guys were supposed to be together that you know god would made that clear too right for your safety but it that wasn't the plan his Mm -hmm. plan was for you to be together and so when that happens and we are surrendered and we and i love how you both said there was good people by your side you guys were walking with some good people you had community you had a program you had a plan and then you walked it forward it makes all the difference in the world it sure does and um yeah, I mean that's that's amazing. It's really amazing. So. Well,
0: you know, and I love your story. You both had to come to the place of finally letting go. You know, <laughs> from Tommy letting Timlin go, and then <laughs> Timlin, you're letting your desires go. It's like mm, I'm I'm gonna just let this go, and all of a sudden something new is birth. Um, I think <laughs> if, if people are listening right now. I think that's one of the key factors in life. We have to let go, not just haphazardly, but you know, Lord, I'm going to let go so I can trust you on this. You know, it's kind of that Mm -hmm. that, uh, unconditional, uh, like Abraham and Isaac kind of moment. I'm going to let my son go and be obedient to this. And what happened? I mean, he had God's promises fulfilled in his life through that process you know? So Mm -hmm. you guys, this is a incredible story. I'm like, okay, keep going. Um, but what we're (laughs) going to do, can can you just commit to coming back with us? Is that all right? (laughs) Because I I, I like to talk about specific areas of what your discovery was and what uh, some outcomes of those discoveries were, because this story is, uh, rich of just, it's some great, Uh, principles that you learned along the way Um, and I think that would be phenomenal to follow up with this podcast with you guys to really talk about those things that you really drew from you know so that when someone's in the same place as the two of you were um, that they are they are able to identify those those areas and say ah wait a second I can learn from others your life your experience you know and the principles you learn and apply before a big crash takes place you know and they can come out of that's
3: that what I teach a lot of my kids mm-hmm. you know it's like ha, ha, what's a good offense that's a good defense right yeah you know especially with our heart you know like yeah. that's what i teach all the kids that i'm teaching right now it's yeah we got to learn how to play defense and how do we do that we got to strengthen our relationship with christ we got to be praying we got to be reading scripture we got to be yeah. you know what i mean so it's yeah. like you got to learn to play defense if you if you want to be able to learn how to battle that's right mm-hmm. that's right that's
2: good
3: yeah
0: well no, I just
2: wanted to add you guys from his <laughs> Redemptive Sports I, I just wanted to say um, with your you guys with your topic of you know living free um, you know one of the things about you know Tom, our, both of our ministries but Tommy's in particular is that you know like one of our things for all of our athletes and all of the, the families that are involved is that they have to know our whole testimony mm-hmm. before that they can step into it. and if you had told Tommy and I back in you know like the day like 10 years ago you know like if we would be like making parents read our testimony like on the regular like yeah. signing that they read our testimony (laughs) like you know we would have never ever thought that was true but you know here we stand and we would never want it any other way like that we get to step into what the lord has next for us completely in the light like that has been so freeing for us like you know like we don't have to like oh well they you know would they want to participate with us if they knew the ugly of our story it's like no 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 we want you to know the ugly of our story we actually want you to participate with us because of it Mm -hmm. you know because of what the lord's done and so So just want to just you know just want to accentuate just the how sweet it has been like how freeing it has been that the lord has said yeah your future
1: will always be in the light and and it
2: will be lovely That's because cool.
1: Life, you know, I love yeah, that. Yeah, isn't there freedom and when we when we own our story? Oh gosh! And we know that that's actually yeah. how we serve others is is yeah. through yeah. that. So I love that. Thank you for where, sharing that. Where
0: can people find your ministries and connect with you guys? You know, so go ahead and tell us some contact points that, that people can get a hold of and find you. Not find funds, your not your house. I'm not going to ask them to come to your <laughs> house. You know, so. <laughs> no.
3: My, mine is redemptivesports.com. Yeah. And it will have all of our testimony and what we're trying to do. And you know, it'll have all that good stuff there. Yeah,
2: And mine's just mine's the same. Mine's just the So and um and there's a link that connects us, like at the bottom of his testimony, like it says, you know, you want to hear my wife's version of this story, click here. And it just sends them over to the former way and vice versa on the former way back over to redemptive sports. Awesome. So great. Awesome. And
1: we'll also put those um those websites at the bottom of the podcast as yeah, well. So, yeah.
0: You guys, thank you so much. You know what? I, I love hearing stories. We, we're very um, familiar with stories like this because of our own, but isn't it great to be able to sit face-to-face while on Zoom you know, and look at <laughs> each other because someday we'll be able to do it in person um, and be able to look at each other and yeah. say, good job. Mm-hmm. Good job. Mm-hmm. You know, well done, because out of your obedience, look at your, I mean, and we're going to probably use the pictures of your family, but people need to look at your family because that is a depiction of God's faithfulness and your legacy um, right there, which is phenomenal. You know, yes. so, yeah. yeah, well,
2: yeah, it's for his beauty from ashes. That's for sure. Yeah. That is a, a like, tangible picture of his beauty from ashes. Yeah.
0: I love it. I love it. Great. Well, thank you, too, for so much for for joining us today. And, and everybody else who's been listening, I, I just want to encourage you. You know, here Here's a story of two people who had to uh, walk through some very difficult steps and challenges and, and come to a place of uh, the, the end of themselves. But that's where they discovered the beginning of themselves as well uh, mm-hmm. and what God had for them. And so we're so grateful. You can actually, if you want more information, you can go to org. You can see that. Um, uh, all of our information of what we have to offer there on our website. Uh, but we are so grateful to have Tommy and Timlin with us today and hopefully they'll come back soon while we'll will do a part tour. Is that a word? Tour? Okay, so we'll have some <laughs> today fun. Today it is. It is, but uh, thank you again and we're so grateful for everybody joining us today and we'll listen or listen for us next time. That's right. Thank you for joining us here at Life Unplugged Podcast. For more information, visit us on our website at livelifeunplug.org or on Instagram or Facebook. We look forward for you to join us again as we continue to discuss Life
3: Unplugged.